seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in Detail podcast part 2. I'm Rob Paxson and uh, we're going to be talking all things Salford Red Devils with me, Paul Whiteside and Paul Parkin. Uh, let's start with our fixtures in 2020 and how much we're looking forward to seeing Salford Red Devils playing them. Uh, talk about fixtures, released uh, this week. Uh, Paul, uh, have you had a little scan around the fixtures? What, what's your thought process on it? I certainly have. It's the first thing I do, mate, because uh, I get me gaffer to um, print my shit. Out because I can't really do computers and that, so he laminates them on a little piece of paper for me, so I can <laughs> I can yeah. see everything in front of me what I've got for the next uh, till our summer shift starting the end of March. So we we've got our last shifts down now, so I'm just look plotting through them now. And there's about four games that that I can't go to at the start of the season up to now, so I'm, I'll be going to them. Don't you worry, but um, I'm just plotting either going on the sick or um, getting my shift swapped. So I'm I'm doing all right. I've, I've, I've swapped a few today, so uh, I thought the, the fixtures. Um, I'm not going to moan about them because I think it was funny that we, we start with a home uh, an away game, sorry, at St. Helens, and then we've got, I think, four home games then, haven't we? The disappointing thing for me was Easter. We don't play Good Friday. Um, and I was racking my brains the other day. I said to my dad, I said, I've got the 32 years I've watched Salford, about 33 years. I can't remember not going on a Good Friday. And then I, I can remember we played Lee away on a Thursday night. I think it was in 2008, played Easter Thursday. But um, no, only one game at Easter. I thought that was disappointing. But whether that's because of the the whole Toronto thing and, and their travel and, and what have you. But uh, but no, it's it's always exciting when the fixtures come out. And uh, I'm just glad we've not got to go to Toronto twice. We want to go in there once, aren't we? But uh, no, excited, excited the fixtures. Yeah, 2008 party. I think that was the great flood of Lee, wasn't it? Where we it just was. all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was. That was a that was a, an event, wasn't it? It's it was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, so to, to, to tell the grandkids one day. It was it was a good day that. It took me three days to dry off. It was that it was that bad. <laughs> uh, swam home. It was it was that yeah, bad. We'll never um, dry. We'll never dry. Yeah, we'll never dry. We'll never dry. Good good day that. Um, looking at the fixtures, obviously we don't talk, we talk, no, don't moan, but then we start moaning. Um, four out of the five first, sorry, the first five five games, four of them at home, which is great because obviously it gets the money into the club. But then seven seven out of the last ten are away from home. So it kind of swings in roundabouts, Parky, where you get a lot of juice early doors, but towards the back end of the season, when you're not got home games, you might start to, to feel the pinch a bit. But thinking outside the box a little bit, if people go to the club and buy the, the tickets through the club, the away or the away games, then the club might get some juice in, and that will hopefully continue to keep us, you know, ticking over. Yeah, well, going going completely back on what I've just been saying about negativity. Yeah. Uh, no, look, for six out of the first eight games are at home, which mm. I don't even know how you work that out. I, I don't quite know how they've managed to do that. But 
And I know, yeah, great, get money. But if you've got a season ticket, you're going anyway. That money's already accounted for. That's fine. The away games, for me, it becomes an issue because if you've got so many away games on the bounce, people can't afford to keep forking up to get over to places, whether it be petrol money or train money or whatever, to take the family to a game, to pay for a ticket on top, because obviously it's not part of your season ticket, with everything else going on. I think the fixtures are actually really bizarre this year. I think it, I don't know why it's so complicated to go home away, home away, Magic Weekend, home away. You know, I don't I, I kind of a bit lost with it this year. Um, but it does. I suppose it does give us a chance We're at home if we make it a bit of a fortress to get off to a great start. And if we do struggle towards the end of the year, you get a few injuries and you're playing away a lot. You got points in the bank. You could easily be in the top five anyway. So you know there is swings around, but you've got to play everybody, no matter when. And where you know you've got to play everybody twice or three times or four times or five times depending on cups. But um, yeah, I mean they're out now and we've got to deal with them. I'm sure the club are plotting. I'm sure Ian Watson knows perfectly well what he wants to do. Get off to a flyer at the start of the year. Um, although it is a very, a very, very tough start. Um, but I suppose I just don't, I don't quite know how they they work the fixtures out. I suppose a lot of it might be to do with. Toronto obviously not being able to play at home for a while, or uh, that for that, I, I, I think that's their problem, not, not everybody else's. You know, and if they can't play at home for, for two months because the weather's that bad, if that is the case, I don't know this is a fact. Well, maybe you have to take them on the road then, you know, and play your home games when you play them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've, I'm sure we've all circled the, the big ones, if you like, the uh, you know, the big traveling days. Um, and, and weekends away and that sort of thing, uh, but it's exciting. You know, as soon as the fixtures come out again, it feels real, doesn't it? We're going again now, and uh, you know, time to start looking forward. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, uh, Paul. Uh, Toronto away on the 11th of July. Have you? You'll have to get your head under under a few more boilers to to get you to there on the 11th of July, I reckon. Yeah, I just sorted my uh, my cattle trip out courtesy of. Uh, James Oskerson, who's uh, kindly booked some flights for me and my dad, so I've just got to pay for that now and uh, get my shift covered at work. <laughs> but no, I've, I've had a look at Toronto. I'm not too sure yet. I'll have to see how the, the finances are and see what, what I'm working. But hopefully I'll, I'll do all right and get to as many games as I can. Um, you know, it just depends on it, on, on your family and things. Like, I've got two little ones now, but, you know, the missus said to me the other week, she says, when the rugby season's on, I've become a bit of a... Bit of a play second fiddle, but you know, I'm spending a bit of time with her now. Now the season's not going. I took her out for a drink last Saturday, so it's all good. <laughs> but but no, I'm looking forward to. It. I am Rob. I'm really looking forward to the season. And I was I was speaking to Paul Brooks. Um, you know, Paul who plays at Mount Fargan. He phoned me up yesterday. Oh we yeah. Chat and uh, we were talking about the St Helens game and. Um, he said to me, come up with a funny statement, he said, I fancy us, Paul. He said, I fancy us to win at St. on the opening day. And I said, well, funny, funny enough, Paul, I said, it, it, it could be, it's going to be about 40 years to the day since we, we last won there in January 1980, give or take a couple of weeks. So it uh, could be onto a bit of an omen there. And what a fantastic start that would be if we could knock, knock Saints off on that first game. Really would be. And then we've got, like you say, the, the four own games. So and a couple of years ago, Ian Watson said, didn't he, about front-loading you know, winning the early doors and getting points in the bag. And I think that's perhaps what we're going to have to do again this time. You know, we've, we've not got a massive squad, have we? But uh, 
you know, like Paul said, you've got to play everybody once anyway, haven't you? So let's get the uh, get the wins in the bag early doors. I don't understand why we can't play sort of home and away, home and away. I know Toronto have a bit of a thing with air fixtures, but I'm pretty sure they're not playing a home game for a while. But those fixtures are their home games that they're playing on the road, aren't they? Playing a game on the road at Headingley early doors, which is one of their their home games. I'm sure they're playing a double header match. Leeds are playing Wakefield and. I can't remember in Toronto playing Cass or something. It's going to be a head in the stadium, so um, I don't understand why you can't play sort of alternate home and away. I don't, I don't really know how that works. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Have you done? I suppose any of you boys done your quick sort of like going through the fixtures, like win, lose, win, 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 win. Have you done? Have you I done that do yet? That. Or is it too early? Yeah, I have. Uh, funnily enough, we don't lose any. Weird. No. <laughs> no, no, we win every game 40 0. Bizarre, really. Um, yeah, no, I gave up on that a long time ago. Uh, if you're predicting in uh, rugby league results, uh, you know, best of luck to you, but I've lost a lot of money doing that in the past. So, uh, no, I'll, I'll leave that to the bookies these days. Yeah, I, I, I kind of try and get it around about sort of 24, 26 points. I don't know where that would get us, Paul, but, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be in the, in the playoffs at that point. One thing I learned a long time ago, Robert, you never predict Salford because they're so hard to predict. They're so Jekyll and I know they have been over the years anyway. Very hard to predict. So, uh, no, I don't I don't talk any up. I just take each game as it comes and, yeah. uh, and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, other news, uh, Paul, let's talk new signings. Um, let's start with a big signing. Uh, Sebastian Ikeafo signs from Huddersfield. Uh, big forward, robust, powerful, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was chatting to my dad about him the other day and he said you were going to struggle with his name. Ah, he reckons, been, <laughs> he reckons you should. You did really well there, I thought. I, I thought, blind. He's been practicing. Yep. He reckons you should just call him Seb. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I credit to you there, mate. I, tip, I doffed my cap to you. I thought you did really well with that there because. I'm just going to call him Seb because I ain't got a clue how to say his name. So, uh, but yeah, I believe he's he's a really big fella. Um, he was in the dream team, I think, not last, uh, not 2017. I think he got in the dream team when he's playing for Huddersfield. So, experienced player as well, big unit, very powerful. And as I said before, I think we're going to have one of the biggest packs in the uh, in the league next season. With guys like Adam Walker in there, um, Seb in there, and. Um, who else have we got in that pack? Gil Goodson. We've got Paulie Paulie coming in as well. He's massive. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a real big, powerful mobile pack. Yeah. I'll tell you, Parker, I've even got a song lined up for him as well. I don't I don't go I go all in when I when I learn proper names. Um, do you want me to give you a quick bellow of it? Uh, I've lost words, to be honest, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, go for it. He goes. Right, he goes. One way or another, he's gonna hit ya. He's gonna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya, hit ya one day. Maybe next set, he's gonna hit ya and hit ya and hit ya and hit ya. Oh, he's Ikerifor. Oh, he's Ikerifor. Ikerifor. Going and yeah. going, I tell you, you'll be all right when you get his name, right? That'd be fine. Gold. Gold. Uh, the, the, the only problem, I can't. The only problem is, I've got a feeling it's probably going to go the same way as he came on a big white plane and Halloway shows his magic, unfortunately. But I think it's, I think it's gold. Halliwell shows his magic, yes. 
Danny Halliwell. Danny, bloody hell. If you were told that that's today, I've got that as well. If you would follow the Reds today, you won't be at all surprised. If you would follow the Reds today, you better believe your eyes. For every try that ever there was, this one's better, I'm certain, because today's the day that Halliwell showed his magic. Gold. Wow. Gold. There are very, very, very few words to... to say to that well not on air anyway <laughs> um, yeah yeah Danny Alliwell yeah, yeah anyway he um, came on loan didn't he still got relegated yeah I think um, Ikehifo was a massive signing I know it's only on loan but I think there's a yeah, I think there was a problem with his, his salary wasn't there that you know both teams have had to come to some kind of agreement and that's why he's on loan I, I don't know but I, I'm, I'm delighted I think like like Paul mentioned there with uh, Paulie Pauly coming in as well and and Walker, and then you've still got your Dudson, your Mosser, your Walker. Uh, you know, this, this this is a big pack, but it's actually quite mobile. I know Paulie Paulie, I'm sure he's been whipped into shape already. And uh, I'm sure by the start of the season, he'll, he'll be ready. But it's a mobile pack as well. It's some real size in there, which you don't really, I don't know, it's not something a Salford team's had. And I think even this year, we. Even with like Josh Jones in there, we struggle a bit at times with size, and I think that's a great thing. I think it's a good sign in the Kifo, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised that maybe Huddersfield have got a salary cap issue or what. I don't know, but surprised they're letting him uh, move out on loan to us because uh, obviously you'll play against them next year, and you've always got a point to prove against whether you be your current team or you know or your, or your former team. So I, I, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, Super League Dream Team member 2017. Played for Huddersfield Giants, played for New Zealand Warriors. Opportunity for him in an opportunity club. It's a win-win for me, Paul. And, uh, you know, I've seen, we've seen videos that the club have put out and it's, it reminds me of Josh Jones a bit, his ability to, to hit the line and back up and hit again. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a big thing for us because obviously it softens that defence up uh, and makes them wonder what's going to go happen. Yeah, opportunity knocks, as they say, Rob. But I think so. I think he's a bit bigger than uh, than Josh Jones from from what I've seen of him. But yeah, he's going to be very powerful. And if we can get Paulie Paulie running wide out, you know, down them channels out out wide there, you know, as a running sort of back rower, if we could. I mean, we saw the damage he, he caused in a couple of games he played on loan for us last season. Very very powerful man. Very very hard to stop if you can get him coming on the burst about ten yards out, ten meters out. He's going to be a real threat. But no, I'm looking forward to seeing. Seb in a Salford shirt <laughs> next season, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think yeah, like Paul said, there a mobile pack. We've got you know we still got the guys like Matt Flanagan in there, Greg Burke as well. We've got some real talent there. I know we've lost players in, in George Griffin and, and Josh Jones, but I am excited in the in the guys that have come in. Really, am I think we've got some really good forwards there, and uh, you know if you've got a big pack there that are, that are dominating teams week in week out, nine times out of ten, if your pack gets on top, you, you win the game, don't you? So uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited with it. Like we say. Perhaps it is a salary cap, cap issue. Excuse me, with with Huddersfield. I don't know whether he's had a problem with the coach or you don't see eye to eye with him. Sometimes that can happen, can't it? And, and teams will, will flirt people out on loan, won't they? Or they'll be bringing somebody else in who, who, who best fits their sort of squad. So well, whatever happens, it, it doesn't really make any any odds to us well, if he's going to come in and do his best for Salford. And, and we've got a good deal there, I think. What yeah. what I will say about that is that as well is the players that are outgoing, like Jones and Griffin, have helped us bring in these players 
by getting us to the grand final, giving yeah. us that extra revenue, finishing third in the league, that money and prestige of, of players going, do you know what? I think I'll, you know, I'll have a go at this. These look like a decent club, great coach. You know, it seems like everything's going in the right direction. So oddly enough, by them getting us as far as they have and leaving, gives you an opportunity to bring in players like like Ikehifo, um, uh, you know, to move the club on again. It's that cycle that we need to be on. I mean, we'd rather not lose players like Jones and obviously Jacko and people like that. But you know, they, they've they've set the pathway now. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Sebastian Ikehifo uh, taking uh, advantage of his opportunity at Salford Devils. Uh, other news as well. Um, Daniel Murray and Ryan Lannan have, have sort of swapped clubs uh, now um, Ryan Lannan coming back in uh, Salford I thought he played very well for us uh, in his time uh, on loan early sorry late last uh, season Paul um, and it's good to have him back he's, a, he's an opportunity kind of player when he's got something to play for uh, he, he shows he's an 8 out of 10 player uh, and I'm sure Ian Watson will be in his ear now he's been coaching at Great Britain level to say you know this is what you've got to do to get to, to the next level, Ryan. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be listening to that and we'll see plenty more big performances of his, big performances from him uh, in 2020. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Watto's a big fan of Ryan Lennon. He's a talented kid, isn't he? But I still think he's got a lot to prove, Ryan. I think he's got an awful lot of potential and he, he's a good player, but I think he could be an even better player. And um, I'm hoping he's going to really... You know, really shine in, in the 2020 season because um, yeah, he's a talented guy and if we can get him firing it, it's going to be difficult for him to get into that side every week because as we've said there we've, we've reamed off some, some some good names there we've got in that pack um, so he's going to be, have to be up there and, and playing his best but that's what we want we want people challenging for places in the squad and um, no I, I'm pleased that, that Ryan signed but on the other side of the coin I'm disappointed that Daniel Murray's left because we've got a lot of time for Daniel I think he's been great for us on the podcast he's always spoken to us and, and, and had a laugh with us hasn't he and he's a good character he's a fan's favourite as well I noticed on social media the other night he went to Reece Sharp's house didn't he for a brew one of his biggest fans Reese. and um, that's the kind of character Daniel is lovely guy you know, get some of the supporters on, on, on Twitter and things like that. And um, no, I'm disappointed he's gone because he's a great character, really talented player as well. Only really young, only 21, 22. So uh, I think he'll be a good signing for Old Car, and I think you'll see him in Super League for years to come. So best of luck to, to Daniel. But I think we've got a good player there in, in Ryan Lennon. I'm sure Ryan won't let us down in 2020. Parker, is Daniel Murray a victim of our success at the, now? Because obviously we've got Icket A4, we've got Parley Parley, you know. He, he might not get a look in, and that's why he's had to depart. Um, I, I, he is in, in a way. I mean, I, I, I like Dan Murray. I thought he's a really good player. One thing I will say before I go on about about that is Ryan Lennon. I, I've probably said it on here before, a couple of years ago, maybe. Um, I always thought he had potential to go on and be a big player. Uh, he had a bit of pace about him. He had good hands. He's a clever lad. He's he's from rugby league stock. Um. And I always thought that if he developed it when he came through the you know the academy and if he'd have kept developing at that rate, he could have easily been in, on this tour. And, and that's how highly I, I, I you know rated him. Um, I don't know. He seemed to stagnate a little bit, probably with a team as well because of the things that went on in his time with those players coming and going, and you know board of directors coming and going and everything else. I think he suffered a bit. I think his time away from the club has has helped him now. And uh, I think he now knows that this is, you know, this is his chance. Um, going back to Dan Murray, yes, possibly. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised. I'd like to see him, him and uh, Ryan at the club because 
I know you're saying about obviously bringing in Paulie Paulie and Nicky Heathrow, but they can, I think Paulie Paulie's probably in better positions in the back row. And I think we're going to, I think we've got a, a kind of dearth of, of back rowers and not that many props, if you like. I don't, I don't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but we know Moose has had problems in the past with the injuries. You know, so and he's another year older. Is he going? You know, can he play every week? I, I, I think now Daniel, he, he's not going to his peak till he's 26, 27, 28 as a prop. He's still got time on his side, um, and I don't imagine he was on a massive wage. I'm a little bit surprised. Maybe these decisions were made prior to the playoffs. You know, prior to what kind of what what happened in the in the in the grand final. But I think I think the guy's a really good a good player. Like you say, he's got the right attitude. He wants to. He, he, he seemed like he wanted to progress. He wanted to impress people. But when we signed him, I mean, we got him from Warrington, but he was the captain of their their academy. I think they expected big things from him, and we we sort of stacked him up. Um, so yeah, he probably is a little bit of a victim of, of success in that way. But uh, I'm still a bit, bit surprised. But I know he won an award, didn't he, this year at Ulkey? I consider he was only there what two, three months or whatever it was. I don't know. Um, so he's obviously impressed them, and they've they've come out. You know, Tony Smith decided that. He wants to keep him. He can see the potential in him. Maybe Tony knew him from Warrington. That could be another thing. But um, yeah, no, I, look. Either way, we've got we've got a decent player in Ryan, uh, Ryan Lannan who could, could easily, if he does kick on now and does listen to what, so just you know, knuckles down to his job, could easily force his way. And he could he could be a loose forward for me. I think never mind a second rower. And again, flashes another year on. Um, you know, he could maybe make that position his own. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be exciting, you know. Opportunity again uh, for, you know, for people uh, like Ryan Lannan to, to, to go to that next level uh, with us, and you know, and it's exciting for 2019, sorry, 2020 after coming back off what we got, what we achieved in 2019. The only, the only way this club goes, Paul, is, is forward now. Yeah, let's hope so. Like we said, it's it's gonna be gonna be a tough season, isn't it? You know, other teams have uh, recruited well. And um, we're going to be playing against some 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 good sides, aren't we? Every every week, it's it's tough Super League, isn't it? Backing up, and you know, I'm not under any illusions how how difficult the season's going to be. But I'm looking forward to it. Like you say, we've signed some exciting players, and um, we've proved we can we can do the business. You know, that's why we're uh, we're playing St Helens in, in the Magic Weekend at that sort of prime time because you know we, we we're the second best side in the league, as Paul said before, with the Super League runners up. So. Uh, you know that's something to be proud of, but you can only sort of rest on that for for now. When it, we all start on zero points, don't we? Next season, you're only as good as your last match, so that'll soon be forgotten. And then it's up to us to to you know break new ground in in 2020 and then progress. And I'm sure we will do with Ian Watson leading South of Red Devils. You know we're we're going to do very well again. I'm, I'm sure we will. Wattle knows what he's doing. He knows who he's bringing in. He brings players in with the right culture, players with the right attitude. And um, I think that's what we've done again this time. You know, people have questioned certain players who've come in again this time. You know, the Kevin Brown signing, the eyebrows were raised, but I, th- I think things will be all right. I think things are going to work out really well. Yeah, talking about departures though, uh, Josh Wood's gone to Wakefield, Parker. Another one maybe sort of because of his injuries, maybe not getting the opportunity to play every week, uh, has gone to Wakefield for that second chance. Yeah, I, I spoke to uh, Josh at the awards, the players' awards, not uh, not long ago. Um, lovely, lovely kid, you know. And uh, we've watched him develop when he come through the academy. Uh, and Watto had a lot of time for him, and, and and I think Watto expected you know big things. And I think the back end of twenty eighteen, 
you know, he forced his way into the team. He looked really good. Um, I think he suffered a couple of injuries that knocked his confidence. And I think when you've got that in your mind that if you're going into a tackle, you you might get hurt. You know, it takes a long time to, to kind of get over. Um, it, so it is a shame because he is, you know, he has come through the system. He is one of our own, if you like. Um, but, uh, you know, I wish him all the best. And I hope he gets a bit of game time and gets to show again what he can do. Um, Again, the other thing was we were playing as a hooker and with, with Tompkins last year and, and obviously Joey Lussick, he was going to struggle to beat either of them two into the squad. Um, but, you know, great great to have him reserve, if you like. But I, th- I don't know. He only played a couple of times, I think, this year, didn't he? Um, but, yeah, I hope I hope he gets to, a chance to rebuild because he, he certainly had talent. He's, there was certainly something there. And the more he played, the better he got. You know, I remember the first time he played in the first team, I thought, oh, this isn't going to work for him. And then, you know, by, by the end of that season, he just completely changed my outlook. And, uh, yeah, it's been a shame that he's had the, the injuries he's had. But, he, you know, he's a good kid, really nice kid. And um, I just hope he, he gets a chance to rebuild. Yeah. Other departures, uh, Paul. Logan Tompkins uh, has gone to Widnes. Uh, Greg Johnson has departed to Bradford. Uh, both kind of have gone through the cycle of, of, of the Opportunity Club and they've come out the other end. Uh, and I think it'd be good for their careers now that they've, they've now sort of made themselves Super League sort of standard players and to go and play at other clubs is going to help them and the club they've gone to. Yeah, I think Greg's been one of our longest serving players, hasn't he? I think Greg coming about 2014, something like yeah. that. So he's been been here a good while. And, um, you know, it, it was a shame for him last season because I think he suffered with a few injuries and... His chances were limited as well, weren't they? And he didn't probably get as much game time as he would have liked to. So uh, I know he's a Yorkshire lad as well, isn't he? So, you know, Bradford's probably a bit closer to him. And I'm sure he'll do really well for Bradford. You know, I think... I'm not saying that Greg Johnson's not a Super League player, but, you know, stepping down to that championship level will probably benefit him because he, he probably is still good enough to play Super League. As for Logan Tompkins, witness have got a cracking sign in there. I was very disappointed to hear that, that Logan was leaving. But as you've said before, we, we have. We've got Joey Lussick there and... You know the, the new lads coming from from Featherstone as well, so it's going to be difficult for, for for Logan to get into the the side, I suppose. But I'd have had him in the team because I think he he did fantastic last season. He really did. And um, no, I, I thought it was a shame that one. I, I don't know what's happened there. Whether it's something on his contract or whatever, whether he wanted to go, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But I was disappointed because I think he's been really good for us, Logan Tompkins, and he, he's another one who served us really well. I wouldn't like to. To, uh, to say how many games he's played for us, but he's well over 100 and odd matches for Salford. And uh, and he's never let us down either. I think his defence has been excellent last season. And, you know, he, he was one of the players that, for me, was one of the most improved from the 2018 season. I thought he really led from the front the, um, in, in 2019 and had a big hand in us getting to that grand final. Did an awful lot of unsung work. And, you know, um, he really got us on the front foot in those matches, especially when Watto changed things around and was bringing Joey off the bench. I thought, you know, Logan got us on the front foot plenty of time so wish him all the best at witness and he won't let them down he'll do a terrific job there yeah Park and it kind of shows the opportunity cycle works because both came to Salford kind of in the last chance saloon both managed to build a Super League career and then both obviously departed with their with their, elves, their heads held high yeah I think I, I certainly I'd love to I just want to echo what Paul said about uh, Logan uh, last season was it, it was strange when the, when Watto did make that change, how our form changed, you know, how much better we became as a, a consistent team, really. Um, I, I've, I've, I've criticised Logan in the past, and I'll hold my hand up and say I did. 
think he was uh, at times gave away penalties he didn't have to, and he made silly errors at, at times. And I think last year was certainly his best season. He, he developed so much, and I, I, I'm disappointed now that he's gone. I really am. I met the new kid the other day. I had a good chat with him. Uh, he's living down on Media City, so I had a good uh, bit of a chinwag with him. Uh, lo- lovely lad, and uh, he, he's already getting stuck in next week, I think, for training, so he's ready. Um, but yeah, uh, he, you know, it is a shame to see Logan go. And like, also, I mean, that's a great coup for witness, and not obviously not deriding witness, you know, former uh, champions of the world. I'm, I'm not making out that they're a small club, but that's. That's some some signing from at that level with the players and the, the struggle they've had recently financially. Um, and Greg, yeah, I think again, I think with both of them, I think there was some contract thing there as well because I don't know if you remember both of them were kind of uh, Marwan's signings who were probably on uh, a, a, you know a good few quid. And uh, if you're going to sign a new deal, you're not you're generally not going to sign a lesser one really with a Super League club. So there might be opportunities when when they do go to to witness and Bradford, uh, respectively, that there's something else they can do to supplement the wage or whatever. I don't know. Um, but Greg, he, he's had his injuries, hasn't he? You know, and as a winger, the one thing you, you rely on his pace, and if you just lose a yard or two, generally, especially in Greg's play, uh, position, because that's what he was. He was he was a rapid player. You know, I know we've got a Ken Seo now, who's, who's a big lad, and he, he he's not the same. And you had the Carney before that, and that kind of thing. Uh, but that wasn't Greg's game. His was all on pace. If you lose a yard and at Super League, you will get found out. Uh, and I think, you know, it's time for Greg to, to make that move just to keep his career alive as well. But he has served as well. Uh, he's got some fantastic tries for us. And, uh, you know, I just wish him both, you know, all, all the best for the future. Yeah, million pound miracle. Scored, scored, scored in that as well. Um, you know, brought us level. Uh, so he'll always be remembered, you know, for... You know, proper tries. He scored. He scored some good tries, Greg Johnson. Um, yeah. So other. Let's talk about other sort of transfer news in the world of rugby league. Um, Sonny Bill Williams signed for Toronto. Uh, Paul. Um, mm. on a on a lot of money. Uh, is it is it good or bad for the game that Toronto have managed to 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 purchase him? You're asking me a question there, Rob. That's a tricky one. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not really into all these big sort of money things. I mean, yeah, maybe sort of 10 years ago, Sonny Bill Williams would have been a, a great signing. But I don't know. It's one of those, isn't it? He's probably a box office player. He's a big name in, in, the, in both codes of, of rugby. And he's also got a, quite a good uh, boxing record as well. I think he's about 40-odd boxing bouts, hasn't he? Um, is he a player that's going to put bums on seats and get people in Toronto interested? I'm not too sure. You'll have to... You know, ask the Canadian people that one. Um, I know Toronto are sort of after anybody who's in the market now, aren't they? And if there's, if there's one thing there, I mean, Brian Noble tried to do that at Salford, didn't he? You know, bringing all these sort of big names in, and it didn't work. And I don't think that works in rugby league. You know, look at us last season. We got to the grand final with a team full of, of misfits, as people kept calling us. So I don't know. I think in rugby league now, you've got to put the work in. To, to do well and reap the rewards. It's not about big names and things like that. Best of luck to Toronto, you know, with, with Sonny Bill Williams. It's going to be good to see him play, but if I was um, the chairman of Salford and I had the opportunity to sign him, I don't think I would have done. I'd have spent the money a bit more wisely, but that's just me. You know, I'm, I'm a very cautious person and I'm very cautious with predictions on here every week, but, you know, if, I'd have, if, if Paul was a bit more flamboyant, yeah, I'd sign Sonny Bill Williams, but he's not a, a Paul Whiteside signing. He is. One of the one of the world's 
genuine superstars, Parker. There is kind of positive and negative aspects of this for me. Yeah, he, he brings exposure to to the sport. He brings exposure to Toronto Wolfpack. You know, people want to sort of get involved in the sport and get involved with Toronto Wolfpack, making lots of money for them and for the sport. Uh, negative side of it for me, though, he is 34, so he's not Sonny Bill Williams at 26, and five million pounds over two years is a lot of longer. So it's it's a it's a kind of it's a mixed bag for me. But at 34, is is he going to be able to sort of cope with that flight from Canada every whatever? couple of weeks you know it might take a lot out of him you never know well i think first of all rock i want to say that was a frost nixon question you just asked paul there that was absolutely brilliant you, you've got a career in this i'll tell you <laughs> um it, it is a double-edged thing let's go right this is sonny bill williams who in rugby terms no matter what code you watch is the biggest name in the world right now right no no doubt about that he is 34 i don't think that's a problem i think the guy's as fit as a fiddle like paul said he's boxing Anyone who boxes, and Paul will tell you better than, than than I, that you've got to be fit. That is that is not easy, and I think that's I think he's in great condition. He's a very religious man as well, isn't he? So I think he probably lives his life a good way, um, you know, away from away from the sport. My 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 big problem is that I think it sets a very dangerous precedent for rugby league. Um, we, we've gone on about trying to keep you know teams from spending ridiculous money on things they can't afford. I'm not saying they can't. Uh, Toronto, of course they can. They wouldn't do it in that way. But is it, it all about chasing a dream that you know maybe isn't there? Um, what if what if it doesn't work out for Toronto? What if the guy gets injured first game, can't play? You know what, what happens then? Um, and I know they're looking at a couple of rugby union, other rugby union players, English ones at the moment, big names. It, it, it doesn't always work. And I think all you're going to do is create an, an atmosphere between rugby league clubs. The haves and the have-nots, and maybe other teams who who are you know financially you know stable. Like let's say Warrington with with Simon around there, a man with with mega book. Does he do it now? Does he go and spend a, a few million quid on a player for a couple of years? Somebody, and then the dividing Super League will be just getting greater and greater. That, I, I don't think that was the idea behind this marquee signing. You know, I don't. I, I think. When Marwan mentioned it a couple of years ago, he got he got scoffed. You know, he, well, you can't do that just because you've got money. The other, the rest of the rugby league went against him. The big names, the Heatherington's and the, uh, you know, the, the Lennigans and people like that, all turned against him. And then all of a sudden, it's fine when everybody else does it. Um, and I think if you're having a marquee player, yeah, you can pay him up to whatever it is, hundred and odd thousand pound or whatever, uh, and that's the salary cap. Anything above that doesn't count. And then you get two of them players. And then they'll push for a third and a fourth. And you're going to end up with somebody like Toronto or New York when they come in or whatever, with basically like the, the Harlem Globetrotters of, you know, just signing whoever you want, whenever you want, and still only spending £1.8 on your salary cap. I think it's a very, very dangerous situation. On the other side, what a marketing uh, tool he'll be. You know, I mean, let's be honest, he's a, he is a world star. He's a good-looking lad, you know, so I dare say... I say the ladies, ladies, gents, and everybody will, will, will <laughs> like to see him. You know, if he if it works for him, what a player! You know, if he gets back to rugby league the way he was when he left rugby league with the Bulldogs, and he, he's he's an absolute monster of a player. Um, so it is a double edged thing, and I, it's a tough one. It's something I've been wrestling with, and do not not with him, obviously. Um, 
that you want that in the sport. I think it takes away maybe the, 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 the you know, that, probably just me and the working class, you know, roots and all that. It's not really what rugby league's about. Obviously, being paid to, to do your, your job because you had to, but um, I, I wish him all the best. No, no ill against him. Uh, I just think we, we've got to be very careful where we go with this. I think rugby league as history have taken top rugby union talent, uh, Jonathan Davis, um, Martin Fire, Morris uh, Richards, Morris Richards, uh, Twigamala, Key Fielding. Uh, I think the, the, the difference is that this guy is a rugby league player. He mm. was a rugby league player. Then he went playing rugby union. Then he went mm. and Then he went rugby union. This isn't this isn't fresh. You know, this isn't a new. And you, he's not going to take time to, to transist. Uh, uh, transist, that's a weird word, isn't it? Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll be back playing rugby league, no problem. Because that was his first, you know, that was his love, that was his first thing. He's just going back to doing that. Um, when you're going on about union players making a, the, the transition, what you will find is not many forwards did it very well. Mm. Uh, the back line, yes. But how many forwards have it, you know, made it massive in rugby league? Uh, I think, you know, probably a limited number really but uh, I, I, again I get what you're saying he, you know he is coming back but I think he's I, I think it's all about a marketing tool more than a rugby league player even we had a goal Richard Webster we got him from rugby union back mm. in the day he was alright you know he, didn't he smash uh, Jason Critchley at one point I think that was what he was kind of famous for um, illegal yeah. yeah late <laughs> but uh, yeah it was it was one of them I, I, I think it's, it's I think it's it's good for it's good for the game in a way, but I don't know how, how it affects, how we're going to generate, how it affects us positively. Because obviously, the, pro, the profile of the sport grows, but Toronto won't be bringing thousands of fans, will they, when they come to the AJ Bell Stadium. So we won't receive a massive amount of money from the travelling support. Well, the other way around, a lot of people will try and get to Toronto for the big day out, the big holiday, so we will bring a massive amount of, of fans to Toronto. But it won't be we won't be like you know we paid, but that's the way the world is, isn't it? You know they want a global sport and they want sort of teams from all over the world. So maybe you can't always rely on on a bigger way support to prop you up, Paul. No, I'm not too worried about Sonny Bill Williams. Really, I think I look forward to seeing him play when he plays against us. But as a Salford supporter, really, as long as we bottle him up and tackle him. That's up to them. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll sort him out. And what will have a game plan for for Sonny Williams? Don't worry about that. But no, like Pax is box office player, and he won't have any trouble. Just echoing what he says about coming back to rugby league. He knows the game inside out. The game he's sort of grown up with. He's played hundreds of matches in rugby league, hasn't he? And yeah, he's he's a box office player, isn't he? And like we said, he might be 34, but he's still going to be a fit lad, a really fit lad, and. You know, to get players like this playing in the Super League, it's, ex- it's exciting. And um, as long as we sort him out, the AJ Bell in the week two of this season, all, all's well. Yeah, I think the plan is to let Ike A4 run straight over him. That's the, that's the plan, I think, to tie him out. Um, so, yeah, so that's all the big news, which is a lot of news, considering we've not done one a podcast for, for, two, for two weeks. Um, I think next, next up, what we'll do, we'll have a look uh, at the amateur scene uh, with you, Paul. Are you there, Paul? 
Yeah, I am sorry, mate. Okay. Yeah, there's, we're doing it live this week. Yeah. I mean, this is a pre-record for you, so it's a bit like coronation. When it goes live, I can't make a mistake now, can I? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll give you the build-up build now, Paul. I'm at yeah, Liverpool build. with Paul Very Whiteside. There's, there's not a lot to, to go off this week. There's just a bit of uh, county championship news, Barley county championships. It was uh, the open-age game between Lancashire and Cumbria at the weekend at Lee Minor Rangers. Lancashire were beaten 18 points to 22. In the under-19s, Lancashire beat Cumbria 56-12. And in the under-17s, Lancashire beat Cumbria 34 points to 16. The fixtures for this weekend, Saturday the 9th of November, the open-age and under-19s, Cumbria versus Yorkshire is at Millham. That's Saturday the 9th. On Sunday the 10th, the under 17 Yorkshire play Lancashire at the LD Nutrition Stadium in Featherston. I've not got the results for the universities this week. Uh, they've already been played on Wednesday, so Rob might have them because he's very clever. But I'll give you <laughs> last week's results. Uh, Liverpool 34, Manchester Met 6. That was in the Northern 1A division. The fixtures for this week, they will, they will have been played Wednesday, so... Uh, Rob, be on to this. Manchester Met played Leeds, Beckett A, and Salford played UFAM, and Salford Red Devils college team were playing Hotwood Hall this week as well. And the Community Lions tour of New Zealand, the New Zealand residents beat England Community Lions by 28 points to 12. As I said before, Rob, I'm going to give out the scores from the international games as well. I know it's the amateur report, but I do always give the the, uh, the scores because I think they're quite important. So it was the Rugby League World Cup qualifiers the weekend just gone. Last Friday, Greece were beaten by Scotland 24 points to 42. Italy beat Spain by 34 points to 4. And there were also some other international fixtures where we've spoken already about it, the Australia match against the Tonga Invitational 13. So that, like we said before, that wasn't the full Tonga side because some players didn't play, but they still beat Australia by 16 points to 12 in what was an epic clash there. Tuilola here, man, that much performance for him. So that bowls well for next season. Ben Nakabuai was playing for Fiji as well. They beat Samoa by 44 points to 18. And in England's match, we all know how England went on. England were beaten by 12 points to 8 in their tour of New Zealand, against New Zealand last Saturday. And they play New Zealand again this Saturday, don't they? I think it's an early kickoff again. Is it 8 o'clock kickoff this Saturday, Rob? It is. Uh, no, 7 o'clock it is, England. 7 o'clock kickoff this Saturday for England against New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the. I'm trying to get the, the scores for you, Paul. I think the Salford Uni lost to you, Clan. Uh, University 40 points to 8 uh, this week uh, Parker uh, Tyrone McCarthy the coach of, uh, of the Salford University um, you know he's gone through the university sort of process himself and he knows what, what it takes to play at you know the top level so it's only going to be great for the players down there to be learning off him yeah I think the other thing is obviously Tyke's been away with Ireland hasn't he recently and obviously in Spain and taking part in the I think they had a game this weekend as well so Maybe he hasn't been too hands-on with a team looking at that result. Um, I'm not sure what's what will happen there. Um, yeah, I think I think more more should get involved. I mean, I love the the idea of players outside, you know, expanding their their role of, of, at the club. I mean, obviously the representative of, of Salford Rugby League Club, and he, he's at Salford Uni. I think that's great. I think you know, again, it's that presence that that people know of him, and and the lads that play under him will go, no matter where they're from in the country, will go. Well, when, when he plays, we'll go and watch him. You know, he, I think it's a good thing. I and mean, Leeds have got it uh, pretty good as well. With you know, Cuthbertson with the ladies' team there and things like that. I think I think it's great. You know, I mean, Tate McCarthy, he's a, he's a lovely bottom. I dare say you both spoke to him at some point. He's a really nice lad. He's a proper rugby league guy. You know, he, he loves it. 
Um, he's one of them that you probably talk to you for hours about it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just hope he gets a bit more hands-on with the uni team and uh, whips him into some kind of shape because you don't want results like that. You don't. You don't. It, it, I, sp- I suppose they have been doing quite well, though, at uh, the university. I know there's a lot of banter flying about between Manchester Met and, and, and the Salford uh, sort of university, which is the Battle of the, 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 the Roses, not the Roses, Battle of the War of the Roses um, Varsity Challenge, uh, Paul. And, you know, that kind of thing's exciting for everybody. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. It's a, it's a good rivalry isn't it? between uh, between Salford and Manchester and the university. And it's good to see both of them in the in the, in the top league of, of the university rugby league, and it, it's great, you know, um, covering them every week and, and seeing their fixtures, and particularly with the, the college teams now as well. The, the college league seems a really good standard. I've seen some of the videos that have been put out um, this week. I think you put one on the devil of detail, haven't you, of um, the young lads there? You know, the, the Connor Aspie who's come through there and. Uh, been great to see their progress. It really has, and um, you know, the more people, as I said before, the more people we can get playing rugby league in the local area, whether it be university, college, or playing for the junior sides in and around Salford, it gives us a bigger um, sort of pool of talent to, to pick from. Then, and that, that pathway, as you said before, is vital. So, uh, more people we can get playing the game, uh, the better. But just going back to students, and I think students is a, is a great is a great way to get people, you know, involved in watching the, the first team at Salford, you know, perhaps get some sort of partnerships with the universities and that that really is a way to go and a, you know, a really good market to tap into. Yeah, and the University of Manchester beat Bradford University 28-11 as well, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, fantastic that that obviously both our universities, all three of our universities have, have great teams and it's going to grow and grow from there, I reckon. So that's all the, the amateur uh, scene, Paul. Uh, and what we're going to do, I think now, we're going to talk about our um, report our, our awards. Um, big thanks to all our listeners who uh, who voted uh, for the best player uh, of of the uh, of the year. I think it's really exciting. All the people out there took time out to uh, to vote uh, through their three word match reports and uh, on the poll as well. Paul, yes, certainly, certainly, Rob. Yes, and. Um... It, it, it was um, it was very difficult, I suppose, wasn't it? Voting for your, your player of the year this year, you know, with the season going right to the to the wire to, to the grand final, and um, I know I was caught in two minds over a, over a couple of players, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who's won the award. Yeah. So what we'll do, Paul, we'll start uh, with our listeners' awards. Basically, the three-word match reports uh, that our listeners uh, did every week. Uh, we I spent maybe two days going through the whole season and, and calculating them all and, and putting them into like a graph. Uh, I'm a pun up with, I've come up with the top five uh, through our three-word match reports. Uh, it's very competitive field, Parker. There are lots of great performances. I, I, I'm sure there is. I mean, I was just thinking then, you know, I mean, I, I obviously did quite a few of my own and uh, it's easy to say, you know, Jacko and all that, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if... A couple of names thrown up there who have had, you know, good standout games, and yet overall you don't you don't put in the same category. Um, I, I, yeah, it's quite interesting to see this. Actually. I'm quite I'm quite keen to see what you're going to say. Yeah. So we'll we'll start with the top five. Uh, fifth place, uh, we've got Nye Levels. Uh, Paul, uh, fantastic for us. A lot of people uh, giving him his, giving his name in the three word match report. Uh, he's a very, very reliable player, Evels, isn't he? I mean, he's up there most weeks and he gets a few votes most weeks and 
There's one thing on Nile. I thought he was absolutely outstanding in that grand final. I said yeah. that to you. I thought wow. under the eyeball, St. Helens peppered him. He was fantastic. And I think I read one of the newspapers. I can't remember what it was, the League Weekly or something, though, or Rugby League Express, one of them. I think he gave him five. No, no, sorry. I apologise. It was a Sky Sports website. They give all the players ratings after the, the game. And some Burke who wrote for that give Nile five. And I thought, <laughs> what game are you watching? Because he was absolutely outstanding in that grand final. I think but, I think that guy was obviously used to watching another team at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, because he was. He, I thought he was really good going forward as well. He caused Saints. He had a great game. Yeah, he had a really, really... I thought he'd come of age. What, really did come of age in that match. What, what we'll say about Nile, by the way, is uh, even more so now my surprise that Wayne Bennett didn't take him uh, over to uh, New Zealand and everything. Um, yes, he wasn't going to be first choice fullback. Um I mean, I actually thought he'd just play hardacre at fullback and I've done with it, but, he, you know, whatever he's done, he's done. But now, with, with the injuries they've got, I mean, Niall could play on, on, on the wing easily. And I know we're short now. So he's, a, he's that player that has that... Uh, oh, he, could, he, he could have played anywhere in that back line. It's given him that opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't get the chance because he had a great a great season. And when you said there, Bobby, that he came in fifth, that, that's actually surprising because I thought he'd be further up the... the uh, the chart than that. Yeah. Um, fourth place uh, in our listeners' award uh, was uh, Tui Lola here. Um, third place, uh, Gil Dudson uh, Parker. You yeah. know, fantastic effort. Uh, efforts for him through, throughout the season. Um, kind of an unsung hero. Uh, came from nowhere, really, uh, and deserves his third place finish. Well, Rob, just going back to what you've been saying about this, you know, giving the, the club that gives these players a chance. He, he's rebuilt his career and he's repaid Watto, you know, tenfold. I mean, what a season he's had. He's one of the main reasons we did have the season we, we had. Tireless work, he never stopped. He, he must be a pain in the backside to play against. Um, he always seems to want the ball. He, he doesn't shy away from anything. Uh, and again, I don't think you spoke to him. What a lovely bloke he is. I mean, when you speak to him, he's definitely not that, that big grizzly bloke you see on the pitch. Um but no, phenomenal, great season from him. Um, I'm absolutely delighted because I, I, along with a number of us, but I'll put my hand up and say I was a bit underwhelmed when we signed him. But how wrong I've been proved and, uh, yeah, fully deserved. Yeah, like like Park, he's just said, Paul, Gil Dudson, you know, one of the main stays of our pack. Uh, you know, great that he's finished uh, so high up and people notice the, uh, the big efforts he's put in. Yeah, he's another one, very, very, very consistent player all season. And when you've read them out, he's he's been up there, hasn't he? Getting his name mentioned, and quite rightly so as well. Absolutely ferocious, you know. Some of his performances, taking the ball in, and you know, him and Lee Moss, particularly in them qualifiers. I think I said it to you, they're like a pair of gladiators. You know, they really were. They were, they were. Um, you know, they put the frightness on anybody. And I'm looking forward to seeing Gill again next season. You know, the 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 shape he's got himself into, the the, the fitness levels of the lad. This season, I think you know it's an absolute credit. You know the, the shape, the shape of him. He, he does look like sort of a. He has a bit of a look at Tyson Fury to me, but he, <laughs> he, he reminds me a bit of a boxer. You know, like a heavyweight boxer, but but a slim heavyweight boxer. Real, you know, he has got that fitness yeah. and that physique. You know, quite tall, isn't he? But I've been very impressed with him. Very impressed with his attitude as well. A terrific attitude, terrific work ethic, and um, he'll be another big player for us next season. Yeah, um, second place uh, in our listeners' award went to Jackson Hastings uh, Parker um, obviously you know departed to Wigan now but such an influence on our on our 
uh, squad and our team and our club uh, through 2019. Um, but finishes second place. I can't. I, I cannot believe that came out then. I, I'm I'm shocked. I am absolutely stunned. Not I'm not not because whoever's won it doesn't deserve it, but it just proves what a season we've had when the man, the main man, the man of steel, comes second in our fans, you know, vote in our fans' minds for what he does week in, week out. That is I think that just shows what a team we've had this year. Um well, I mean I am I am absolutely start I, I just wrote it off that it was gonna be gonna be Jacko anyway. Um second place I, oh, I, I can I I've got an idea from the, the names you've given who's who's probably gonna be first and yes absolutely but wow I mean this is the man of steel we're talking about. Um brilliant. I mean again I I've got no no other word to say about Jackson A things he's been absolutely phenomenal and he's spotted by everybody in rugby league everybody knows about him but yeah what a season he had what a leader he's been for us what a, an ambassador for the club this feel good factor around the club I think he was mainly generated by him from what he did last season the back end um, but wow second place for Man of Steel what a team we must have well having said that we have we have also got a contender for Golden Boots so yeah we have got a great team haven't we has that shocked you Paul, as much as it shocked Parker? Um, I wouldn't say it shocked me. I think Salford supporters are like, majority of them anyway, a rugby league sort of purists, aren't we? We, uh, we know a good player when we see one, don't we? But, you know, like Parker said there, Jackson Easton has been absolute credit to the club, hasn't he, since he came in. And um, he's a player I'll never forget. He really isn't. And um, I wouldn't say he's single-handedly lifted Salford out of the doldrums and, and put us up there on the map but I'll tell you what he's done a bloody good job he really has and you know I'm very very proud of him and you know if I, I could say thank you to him I really would do because he made an awful lot of people very happy last season and put smiles on people's faces and you know he certainly made my dad a really proud man and that was I was delighted to, for people like my dad and people like you Parky and the old, the old not, not that Parky's as old as my dad but you know these people that have been watching Salford in a hell of a long time that we got this this day out at Old Trafford to, to watch our club and Jackson East played a massive part in that and uh, I will always be uh, always remembering for that but no I'm intrigued to see who you're going to say he's won this now Rob because like I said Jackson East is tremendous last season I think a lot of people kind of do the three word match report straight after the game when they're still fresh in their mind when a lot of things about Jack Stacey you kind of think back and go oh yeah I remember that when it all calms down and, and you know in the heat of the moment you get a lot more sort of I wouldn't say honesty off people but you get a bit more kind of like you know more on emotion I think more than you know well he did that and he did this and he did that you know what I mean so I think it gives more an honest view of, of what, what's going on rather than when people can sit and think about it Parker yeah, possibly so. I mean, I, I, I've probably done it myself a few times. And uh, the thing is about Jacko, I suppose we got a bit blasé and just expected him to do it. You know, that that was Jacko. He had another great game. He was, you know, another 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, whatever. That's that's Jacko. That's what he does. When another player does it, it's like, wow. You know, do you see the game he had today? So, it's, well, yeah, I suppose we got a bit, maybe a little bit blasé about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is, this is, this is massive this, you know. I think I think this is this he has he has really shocked me. It has. Um and it, it just shows that players, you know, do it week in, week out and maybe not go under the radar, but don't 
perhaps get the plaudits they deserve. Yeah. So the winner of our listeners award for 2019 is Joey Lusick. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what do you think of that, Parker? I'll give. I'll let you I'm, react to that. I'm even. I'm even more shocked because I hadn't even thought of him. Um, what? Well, I, I, I don't. I'm truly lost for words. I, have I have I missed somebody there or something? Because who was you expecting to win all here? Uh, no, I was thinking Josh Jones. All ah, right. Um. Oh wow. Well, yeah, fully deserved. Not not. A, and there's not a problem there at all. I think, yeah, well done, you know, well done, Joey. <laughs> oh, wow, he's got one up on Jacko. I'm sure he's delighted about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're right, though. Again, that's 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 the thing. He's the thing he does every week. Um, and you go, what, what a game, you know. And after the game, you write your report, and then you think back to the game. And yeah, I didn't expect that. And I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for the lad. What a, you know, again, a player that came over there, played one NRL game. No one knew him. Even the Australians were, you know, didn't, didn't really know who he was. And he's turned it you know, out to be an absolute dream of a player. Um, a true pro, again, you know, another guy that doesn't drink, looks after himself. Um, well, brilliant. Well, yeah. I mean, well, well, well done to the, to the supporters who've, who've, you know, done the report every week because that's, um, that, that's a massive shot, but, you know, Rick's they deserve. Yeah, if you think Park is shocked by that result, here's Joey Lusick accepting his award. Obviously, just before you go, uh, you've been um, awarded by our listeners uh, the Devil and Eaters Listeners Award. Every week we have a three-word match report, and our listeners give out a man of the match. And you have been nominated. You have got the most man of the matches throughout the season, which is rather amazing, isn't it? Really, you've had a look on your face. You didn't really expect that, did you? No, definitely not. Um, you know, we've had some absolutely outstanding players tonight. You know, Gil Dudson received our Players Player, Jackson's favourite for Man of Steel. Um, but you know, it's definitely definitely a good achievement. I'm, I'm really um, pleased for but end of the day you know it is a team sport and I couldn't have done it with anything um, none of the boys could have really done anything without each other yeah obviously the fans are believing we believe that much I left the trophies at home <laughs> <laughs> so I've left them so I'll give it you to next week at Old Trafford yeah, that's fine. But- so that was Joe Lusick uh, Paul uh, accepting his uh, listeners award uh, he was quite surprised as well uh, but I, I don't know why he was quite surprised because he's, he's been a stellar performer for us uh, all season like you said, Jackson Hastings has got all the the the, the headlights and the limelight, uh, but people like Joe Lucic make the engine tick, uh, and I think he fully deserves his uh, his award. Yeah, he certainly does. He certainly does. He, he was he was good in the grand final as well, and I interviewed him in the the tunnel after the grand final. I mean, you were stood there, weren't me? And he was very very disappointed, at, you know, in the the result, and he he put his heart and soul into that, and as he did all season. So I'm just glad he's there again next year because I think we've got a real find there. A real fine dude and, and a guy who probably slip into any other side in the league. You know, he's a real, uh, real talent, and he's only young as well. We're going to see uh, seeing the best of him, I'm sure, coming up. So, uh, yeah, delighted for him. And as Parky said, I was a bit surprised as well with, with that one. But there's there's so many people I think who could have won the the award. I mean, you could read the, the team off, couldn't you? You know, guys like Chris Wellham, Josh Jones, Nia Levels. You could read the whole lot of them off, and I think whoever won it would have been fully deserved because that's that 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 to me that's a team that really is a team. I mean, you can go on about Sonny Bill Williams all you want and people like that, but we've got a real team at Salford, and when you've got players like that who have won um, a Player of the Year award, and someone like Jackson Aitken hasn't won it, I think it just shows you that your whole team stood up and were counted. Yeah, um, our other award 
uh, which was voted in a poll by by everybody, uh, like a snap poll. Um, went top six this time. Um, Chris Wellen, uh, he finished six with two percent of the vote. Um, Joey Lusick finished fifth with five percent of the vote, which which is really weird. I thought that it kind of shows when people are kind of sort of voting off emotion rather than sitting and thinking about it. He finishes top in one poll, but towards the back end of the the, the other poll. Fourth was uh, Josh Jones with 7% of the vote. Parker. So Jones did make uh, yeah. the, you know, make, made uh, the final table in one of our, one of our votes, which was good for him. I think, yeah, I, I, like you said, I mean, Chrissy Wellen there, winning with six, in that, that poll, I mean, what a great season he's had, but, the, the Joey Lossett thing, it, it surprised me. Like I say, players who, who do it, you after the after the game, you go, he was brilliant today. And then there's other ones like Josh Jones, who, who, who again, who, who just expect every week to be brilliant, I think. And that's why I just expected him to be in that top five of the you know the fans' vote um, uh, week on week. But, yeah, it just, just shows, doesn't it? Like you say, you see, you see things differently on the day. And then as the week goes on, you start thinking about other things and, and, and other players coming to your mind again. It's you know it's back to the, the, the same old faces, but actual week on week when you watch a player, that, that kind of highlights something for me. That I think it's a, 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 a quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting stat. Yeah, uh, third place, uh, Gil Dudson uh, with fifteen percent of the vote. Uh, second place uh, was Nia Levels with twenty five percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the winner of the Devil in the Detail Player of the Year 2019 was Jackson Hastings, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, not as not a big surprise for, for me because obviously a lot of people, including myself, thought he, thought he walked on water in the Salford shirt from what he did both on and off the field. Uh, and with 43% of the vote, shows that you know everyone feels the same way. Yeah, I think he, I think he did walk on water at times in a Salford shirt. But as I said before, I think other players did as well. But I think Jackson had a had a hand in that. I think he helped players um, move on to that next level, and he, he lifted players. He gave players belief, gave players confidence. I think if he spoke to Tuilola here, I think he'd tell you that. I think um, I think Jackson sort of um, really sort of what's the word I'm looking for. Gave him, gave him that boost, and he gave him that confidence boost and that belief. I think that's that, that's the, the effect that Jackson has on other players and, and supporters as well. It, it rubs off; it's infectious. I think the, the belief and the desire that he's got is from other people. So, uh, but like I said before, anybody could have won that award for me, and it would have been it would have been just deserved because it was a real team effort. But I'm glad Jackson did because you know his, his legacy at Salford will, will be one that I think we'll always remember. Yeah, fantastic player for us, Parker. You know what a sort of 14-month stay, um, kind of turned the club sort of around in a way, his, his, his arrival and, and helped the club reach, you know, the place where we are now. Yeah, he's gone to Wigan. Yeah, we're going to have to kind of change the way we play a little bit because obviously Kevin Brown isn't the same as Jackson Hastings. Uh, but he'll always be fondly remembered uh, in his in a Salford shirt. Yeah, I think it goes back to, to what I was saying before about when you look at a player 
week in, week out. And you just expected Jackson Hastings to be a 9, 10 out of 10. You know, that was it. And you didn't have to vote him man of the match each week because, but at the end of the season, when you sum it all up, he was, he was the general of that team. You know, he, he made it, he made it sick in that way. And that was his, his, his team, if you like. Um, and I'm not saying he solely did it on his own course. He didn't, but, you know, he, he, he was that difference, that, that, that cog in the wheel, if you like. Um, and, and for me, Jackson Hastings will, I, I, I don't know, he's up there with anything, you know. I mean, you, you both know my thoughts on Neil Baker. Um, uh, and this guy actually played for us longer. Um, so, you know, does he, he, he doesn't replace Neil, but he's certainly, uh, in, my, in my mind and my heart, he's certainly up there with, with Neil Baker's. You know the top two that I've ever seen play for Salford in, in, terms, in their prime. You know I've seen the back end of some great players' careers. I've seen the start of some great players' careers, but to see these guys in their prime doing what they did, uh, I mean Jackson A's things. Are, I, I I don't really want to say this, but I hope it goes wrong that we're going to come back. <laughs> but uh, no, it won't because he's that good of a player and that good of a man. Yeah. So yeah, no, well done to him. And also holds that. Tradition that every player we vote as our Devon Detail Player of the Year, Paul Leeds, which was which is another one. Unfortunately, if, if, they always seem to leave when they win that award. So he's another one you can add to the list of Edmund at Masala, Craig Cop Jack, and I think the only person who can it well even Junior South he stayed for longer. But now he's gone as well. So it's kind of a poison chalice, really. Whoever wins normally ends up leaving. Uh, she was scaring them all off, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I don't know him with Jackson. I, like Paul said, there's, there's a part of me that wishes it, it don't work out for him at, at Wigan. But and you say that, and then you think, nah, he's a, he's a good guy. You, you, I mean, you won't wish that on him anyway. You want him to do well, wouldn't you? So as long as it's not against us when we play him. But mm. I'm, I'm excited in a way to, to see what he does do at Wigan. And I hope the supporters at Wigan, um, I hope they. They treat him right because it's a funny club, Wigan. It's not, not like Salford, is it? I think you go there and there's a there's a lot of expectation, and you didn't. Really, I don't I don't know. It'll be different there for him. I don't think he'll get the same adulation he, he got at Salford, but I hope he does because he deserves it and he deserves that chance at, at Wigan or, or whatever. But in an, in another way, I'd love to have seen him stay at Salford because you know we finished above Wigan, didn't we? In the end, but that's just the way rugby league goes, doesn't it? And um, you know, wish him all the best. Hope he has an injury-free season and it does really well. But before that, I hope he does really well tomorrow for Great Britain and has a, has a great game for us. Yeah, Scott Taylor, another one who won and then left. Oh. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, you know, he, he was fantastic in his overture, ball on and off the field. And unfortunately, I couldn't get hold of him to uh, to give us a give us a view on his his award because he's been playing in Australia and I couldn't we couldn't none of us get hold of him. Fortunately, but I'm sure he'll be listening to this and. You know, be happy that us Salford fans kind of like, you know, voted him as our Devil in the Detail uh, player of the year. We sent a trophy to him as well, uh, to him and Joey Lucic. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it's on a mantelpiece uh, somewhere. So, that's the end of this week's podcast. A marathon one, but we haven't done one for two weeks, Paul, so it's to be expected a bit. Are you there, Paul? No, it has been a bit of a marathon one tonight. Um, I hope you didn't have the kettle going off then. My message is just going to put the kettle on. She <laughs> said it's been ages since you had a brew. So, yeah. <laughs> so kettle on a Friday night. Oh, no. 
That's sad always about one. I'm gonna crack a beer open Yeah. <laughs> but no, enjoy, enjoyed the pod tonight, mate. It's been uh, been a long time coming out with missing missing it. You do you do miss it, but um, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, big thanks for coming on, Parker, talking all things over the devils. Another fantastic show. Absolute pleasure, guys. I, I, I love coming on, I love, I love chatting to you. Um we could talk rugby league all night. I mean, I don't know how long this podcast gone on, but uh, I'm sure uh, a few people will be snoozing off when they listen to it. I'll tell you that. It's, it's, it's been a long one, but yeah, loved it. Loved being on and uh, hope, hope to be uh, to be back soon. Might be one of our record breakers. It's going to be probably about two hours 20. <laughs> Stamina, that's what it is. Stamina on this podcast. All, all quality stuff, Rob. It's all quite, exactly. Because we could shorten it, but then I think we lose, we'd lose so much quality. And that's why I don't. Uh, so yeah, fantastic podcast, big thanks for tuning in Big thanks to all the people who voted as well uh, Got double the amount of votes we did last year uh, Which shows how, how many people tune in, uh, Paul And take time to, to, to listen to us and interact with us Yeah, certainly, forward well, to doing it all again in, um, in 2020 Rob, really excited to do it again And uh, yeah, you can't, I can't thank the listeners enough And people who get involved in that They, they make the show, don't they? So uh, yeah, big big thanks Yeah, big thanks for this week, sir Devil Detail Podcast. I've been on Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Day. Live. Radio Contact.